If you all want to know that pleasuring a woman isn't easy, I just want you to picture this fact real quick. The clitoris has between 8,000 and 15,000 nerve endings. The penis has about 4,000 nerve endings, meaning that guys are a little less sensitive down there. Actually, 50% less sensitive. But women still complain that they can't be pleasured. So I just have one question. I know. If you're a guy and you're also wondering how it is that such a situation happens, trust me, even I don't entirely get it. But anyways, it's about time we start this. Welcome to Break Time on Westside, your number one break time podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man that has sometimes used pickup lines from the Bible and does not believe that seeing your girlfriend at night makes them a roach. It is none other than I, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweed Street. Well, we take a deep dive into Twitter, we pull up a couple of tweets, we break them down real quick, and we try to make some sense out of them. No tweet is safe, no tweet is too good not to be tweeted. So if you have any that you probably want to be sent over, the DMs are open at Breaktime on Westside on Instagram, at Breaktime on Westside on Facebook, and on Twitter, you can just send it straight to me, at Bagaka the D, the B and the D are capital now. Before I get into the tweets, I know there's a number of y'all that asked me about the whole Black is King story. And to be completely honest, I have nothing more to say about it. If anyone wants to know what it is that I said about it, it was in the first Tweet Street episode of this season. It's titled Black is Not King. And my, my reservations on it are there. But for what it's worth... I've listened to at least one song as of the time of me recording this. The music video was pretty good as well. It scored 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I really can't fault that it probably is something really good and I might just watch it at some point in the future. I don't know when, maybe when Disney Plus allows for its services to be streamed in Africa, but you know... uh, even though there's third-party ways, I'm not going to bother. That being said, I really can't say anything more than the fact that either way, regardless of how good it is, she is still a culture vulture. There's no relation between her and Africa besides the fact that she's using Africa to sort of profit in her music career. Anyways, that being said, on to the first tweet. Is a 17-year-old first year or second year in campus a minor. Hmm. Hmm. Funny enough, it actually sounds like a question that has a very simple answer, you know, because it's a simple yes, no. And, you know, just by its simplicity, it looks like a very obvious no. But I will openly come out to say that it depends. And this is the part where I sort of complicate things for no reason, but, you know, it's society. So let me explain this in very simple terms so whenever people go to campus they usually like to assume or at least previously it was a lot easier to assume that everyone who goes to campus is above the age of 18. now personally for me i know that that's bullshit because by the time i was leaving campus i knew someone who had actually finished their degree when they were turning 18 proper genius and shit but uh I at least know that you don't need to be 18 to get a job or at least to start working or to join campus. 
I started working when I was 17 and a lot of people actually assumed that I was above the age of 20 probably because you know I sounded like I could actually be someone's father and shit but let me say why it depends uh if you're in campus and you're a guy if you're 17 years old provided no one's asking you your age you're not going to be classified a minor actually you will not be treated as a minor by anyone with girls there's a bit more of a boundary with it because if say for example you end up banging a girl who's 17 and someone that is supposedly a bit overprotective of her finds out they can actually sue you for statutory rape and you know pedophilia and shit and it's not like it's something that can't happen with guys before it's just that it's much much less likely to happen with a guy if a guy bangs a babe who's much older than him there's a pretty good probability that if they're going to be talking about it it won't be to a court of law or to cops it'll be to their friends bragging about the fact that they actually banged someone older than them so yes with you being 17 years of age and in university it means that you are legally classified as a minor will people treat you like a minor probably probably not but dependent on gender the issue of being a minor is very subjective like i've just said so if you do intend on doing anything with anyone in university just make sure you find out that age the younger they look probably the better you should take this entire claim because goodness hell as a guy it is very easy for you to be called a sex predator in this day and age i will admit that there are times when some slippage could happen hell at some point i almost banged a 17 year old but when you actually take into account that there's some people that might just have started university when they were super young it should at least prompt you to do it and yes i know ladies say that it's not nice to ask a woman her age but please goodness hell as a guy in this day and age just ask her age no matter how rude it seems it's better to be safe and called rude and being classified among the Harvey Weinsteins and the Jeffrey Epsteins of the world. Trust me, it's something that can go with you for all of time, at least because of right now. Anyways, on to the next tweet. I'm not sucking dick on a vacation I paid half for. I lost all my energy reaching in my wallet. Sorry. Ooh. Okay, now this is a classic case of someone feeling entitled. Now, Normally, normally I'd come in and complain and say, oh, she sounds like a golding bitch. But you know what? I will I will dial it down this time. I will look at it from a different angle. Because if we flipped the genders and used a similar situation with guys, then they would probably say, if I take you for dinner, then I expect to bang you afterwards. How does that sound? It obviously sounds like, you know what, you're not entitled to my body, you're not entitled to whatever it is that I give you. If I give it to you, it's me who's chosen to do so. That's what most women would say. And the thing is, I think as a generation, we're probably the most self-entitled people on this planet that have ever existed. Like, I'm going to repeat it again. Our generation is the most self-entitled that has ever existed on planet Earth just by my very simple understanding of history because i have never seen a generation of people that have been more entitled 
to being treated a certain way than our current generation. And yes, I know I'm not old enough to start talking about, oh, you know, your generation, blah, blah, blah. But we do need to accept that this is actually something that happens because guys will take girls out on dates. They'll take them to the club. They'll pay for the drinks. They'll take them on holidays and they'll expect to get some form of sexual satisfaction from them. And in as much as it's not a good thing, it's not a bad thing as well. People usually expect something. It doesn't mean that it will happen. But having the entitled behavior, having the self-entitled thought that you have to get it is usually the problem. Now, normally with guys, it's something that's been called out and has been frowned upon for a long time, or at least for a fairly recent while. But with girls, when you see such a thing, it's like, yes, we're talking about it. Oh, all the people that are commenting and saying that she's a gold digger, she has a problem, all the broke guys that won't take their girls on dates. But you sit down and you actually think about it, whether you're male, whether you're female. If your partner really cares about you, if your partner really values you, then it shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be a problem for your man to decide, you know what, I want us to go on a trip and I don't mind paying the entire bit of it. At the same time, I don't think if your partner really likes you as a guy, they'd be like, you know what, you have to pay for everything when we go on the trip they probably wouldn't mind because if that's the case then you would much rather just stay in the main place like if it's nairobi we're talking about because just the same way chris rock would have said whether you go to jamaica whether you go to italy whether you go to fucking thailand or some shit the pussy is still the same actually now that i mentioned that i might as well plug the clip that he even said that in When you get to the destination, oh, you ain't got nothing yet. Wait till we get to Jamaica. You get to Jamaica, it's the same pussy you had in Johannesburg, in London, in Brooklyn. Only difference is now it's got a little bit of sand in it. (laughs) I hope that makes a little bit more sense because when you actually look at it, the idea of conditional favors because someone didn't pay the bill or someone's paying the bill when it comes to relationship matters is usually part of the reason why a lot of guys are starting to have a lot of problems a lot of girls and also vice versa but uh, when you include such a conditional requirement the other rebuttal that i could give is if i pay for the entirety of the trip then we'll only be done with sex after i've nutted And when I feel like the other point that I would make is if that's the case, then we can still go on the trip, but I won't eat you out. And, you know, I will not participate in any foreplay. We'll just get right into it because clearly conditions, because if I'm not getting enough from one end, then I probably shouldn't give enough on the other end. Right. And well, to be completely honest, I just find such arguments to be bullshit because The other alternative for me, at least on a personal level, is we can also not go for the trip. And and even though we go for the trip and you don't give me the fellatio, then it's okay. I've never really cared that much for head. So anyways, however it is that you would see that situation going is entirely up to you as a listener. But uh, honestly, I find this kind of entitlement to be utterly stupid. On to the next tweet. Never marry a girl raised by a single mother. 
you will forever live to regret it hmm hmm all right it's about time we we bring in something slightly more serious into the mix now i kind of agree but i kind of disagree with this but i mostly agree with it for certain reasons so when you sort of pay attention to how culture used to be at least for the culture of most of us kenyans if you actually do pay attention then you will realize that most people were against the idea of of marrying from a single parent family and it was mostly in line with this same tweet because they had their own beliefs regarding it back in the old days now for me in this day and age the best possible thing that i can say because of that is when you look at single parent families because it is mainly one parent being independent trying to build something and maintain a good life for the family then it makes sense because when it comes to things like a partnership and a marriage there's a level of codependence and interdependence that's usually required which you can't exactly just have from the get go because ideally as people we 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 always learn from other people on how it is to be better human beings that's why if you pick up certain traits it's sometimes connected to your parents it'll be connected to your peers and so on when you look at the smartphone that exists right now it's it's an improvement that has come all the way from the first creation of the telephone by graham bell and it's just an improvement on the fundamental concepts and principles of communication and that being said it means that we won't start everything from scratch you can't just start everything from scratch because you'll be recreating the wheel and a lot of times you'll make a very shitty recreation of it so with that being you know just laid out there it does make sense because you will find that someone who's been raised by a single parent will probably lack some of the traits will lack the ideas on how it is that a certain opposite sex partner or same sex partner if you're into that kind of thing is usually you know supposed to be treated is is supposed to be like is supposed to treat you which is why girls are advised to have a certain alpha male figure in their lives so if you're raised by a single mother and you're a girl then you'll find that you'll probably have some sort of an alpha male figure of, of which if you lack one then you'll find that your choices in guys is very loopy it's very shitty because you'll be using probably a wrong alpha male figure to decide on like what your true north is so considering that that's actually a thing yes you probably shouldn't marry a girl from a single parent family but at the same time there's ways that some of these issues can actually be counteracted so take for example if as a single mother you had decided to you know try and get close to a certain couple that had been you know having a very good marriage that have been growing pretty well together say your parents say your siblings if they're married say even a relative or even a close family friend and you let your kid spend a lot of time with them so that they can view what it's like to be married view what it's like to be codependent view what it's like to be interdependent then it does help them have a much better understanding of how to be a better wife how to be a better homemaker and so on 
which will actually aid them further on into the future so yes the whole single mother you shouldn't marry a girl who was raised by a single mother does carry some merit but at the same time just the same way my mother would probably have said it just because it affects a few people doesn't mean that it affects everyone so it's entirely up to you go do your thing but just remember that if you're getting someone who was raised by a single parent say a girl who was raised by a single mother then you should probably tread cautiously and be very careful while you're at it i know you know you all might be all lovey-dovey and shit and you might think that you know you can give them the world or you can make them change but you know just be cautious in case that plan of yours backfires anyways on to the next tweet so my dad has 13 siblings but it's our generation that's obsessed with sex interesting interesting outlook uh i'd i'd probably agree but disagree like i agree with the with the person that put up this tweet because yes it is questionable if we're the ones that are obsessed with sex why is it that you know they're the ones with more kids but at the same time i do agree with the older people that do say that we are obsessed with sex and and let me put it like this back in the day contraceptive methods were a hell of a lot less people were not as educated and most people stuck with one wife so you know just go and plant like 13 kids and shit and if they weren't settling down with one wife they probably were a little bit polygamous here and there so it does make sense but at the same time yes they also did have that chance and they did quite a lot of banging here and there of course there's people that have left kids just about everywhere and they're in their 40s 50s and 60s hell maybe even their 70s we know one or two kenyan politicians that might be pretty good at that but at the same time we have to look at our generation and say it like it is yes we are obsessed with sex to some degree because one marketing pretty much stated that sex sells so people have been utilizing that to the full max pornography is a lot more accessible so we can view it pretty much anywhere anytime provided we have a good internet connection or we've stored it on a device somewhere and a lot of us just want to do a hell of a lot of banging right now it's not that we're any better or we're any worse than them it's just that the shit that we do is more publicized the shit that we do more people are getting to know about it it's not some behind the bush no one gets to know type of situation that it used to be nowadays on social media nowadays everything is recorded and people are being exposed for much pettier things you know the news isn't exactly reporting the world war so you know they'd much rather go and start looking at stories of from four levers who are busy being caught in an orgy or some shit it's not like it's never happened before it's not like it doesn't happen it's just that it sounds like it's big news now because there's nothing bigger to sort of cloud it you get anyways that's just my thoughts on it i want to know your thoughts the dms are open the handle is at break time on west side on instagram on facebook you can also hit us up at break time on west side and on twitter if you want to hit me up on my personal dms it is at bagaka the d stay safe and i will catch you on the next break take care